You're listening to the Inside the Shoe podcast, presented by Land of Ten. I am the one who knocks. And now here's your host, Kyle Land. Good Friday. Welcome back to the Inside the Shoe podcast, presented by LandUp10.com. I'm your host, Kyle Lamb, back in the saddle today after a day off attending to some personal matters. Sorry we did not have a show on Thursday, but I am back here to talk some Ohio State football. Specifically, we are going to get into some scheduling tidbits today. Uh, Ohio State having a future series moved coming up next decade. We'll get into that here in just a minute, and also... A scheduling tidbit for the 2018 season as one of Ohio State's primetime games has been officially set by ESPN slash ABC. The Disney conglomerate of college football networks, we'll get into that also. And later in the show, have a recruiting tidbit for you, another quarterback that Ohio State is going after for the 2019 class, and an Ohio State basketball scheduling tidbit uh, for next season. We will talk about that later in the show. Normally, Fridays, of course, typically have been the day that we have Ryan Donnelly of Land of 10 on to talk some Ohio State football recruiting. But two things happened. One, I was not able to connect with Ryan for this week. He is out of town covering some camp information, wasn't able to make the scheduling work. No big deal. We will have him on again next week, and we'll get all caught up with recruiting. But also, it has been kind of a slow week in recruiting, so there's not a ton to talk about this week. But I'm sure by next week, after taking one day off, uh, all this stuff tends to accumulate. So we'll get into that. No problem. So the main item I want to talk about today, Ohio State-Texas moving back its football series from 2022 to 2020, or 2022 and 2023 home-and-home seasons. Uh, they will now be pushed back to 2025 and 2026. Now, as you know, Ohio State-Texas have been scheduled for several years to be playing Previously, as mentioned, in the 2022 and 23 seasons, Ohio State and Texas were going to be locking horns, uh, no pun intended, in the same years that Ohio State was going to be uh, battling Notre Dame in a home-and-home series. Now, because, in part, Ohio State also had Notre Dame scheduled for those years, I'm guessing that they took a look at what Texas is becoming in recruiting, and I know that they haven't proved it on the field yet under Tom Herman, but they are quickly getting back to that point where Texas should be after about 10 years uh, being less than what Texas should have been. They're finally getting back to that point, and I think Ohio State took a look at that and, and said, okay, you know, playing Texas and Notre Dame in the same seasons, probably not a good idea on top of the nine-game Big Ten conference schedule. Uh, so that series is going to be moved back. Now, that in itself, not really that newsworthy. I think most people would look at this and say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You don't, probably don't want to play Texas and Notre Dame in the same seasons. You're going to be playing Michigan and Penn State and Michigan State and maybe Nebraska and maybe Wisconsin. And that's a pretty brutal you know, prospect to think about. So Ohio State doing, in this case, what a lot of schools, maybe all schools, would have done in the same very situation if they, uh, if they experienced this and put this kind of schedule together. Now I'm looking at this from a playoff point of view, and I want you to text me or uh, I want you to message me on Twitter if you have any thoughts on this at KYLAM the number eight because what I'm going to say is probably something that goes against the grain. And people, 
I understandably are going to disagree with this because it's kind of um, it's a lot to ask. It's high expectations, but in my opinion, Ohio State had the the potential here to be a trendsetter. I've been looking at this future schedule for the past year, and I've been telling people, yeah, look at that 2022 season. Ohio State's going to play Texas and Notre Dame. That's a great move for college football. This really puts Ohio State in a power position, but it puts other elite programs in a position that they've got to catch up and they've got to be aggressive in scheduling. If you notice one thing that college football has been lacking in the past, it's the lack of quality, consistent non-conference matchups in the month of September especially. Uh, The college football season really comes into being every year with a whimper, and it's time for schools to change that. And Ohio State had a chance to blow away the competition with Notre Dame and Texas being on the schedule in the same season. Now, you know, being five years away from now, it's really impossible to say what that schedule would have looked like when it got here. We don't know what Notre Dame is going to look like in 2022. We don't know what Texas is going to look like in 2022. We can only guess based on Brian Kelly and based on Tom Herman where the programs seem to be trending. We can only take have wild speculation as to what those games would have looked like. But if you look around the national picture right now, you see people talking about the college football playoff. There is a consensus discussion as to whether the committee should consider the intent behind scheduling. Now, I say personally, which is ironic given my stance on this subject, wanting to play Notre Dame and Texas, you would think, well, that's really good in the eyes of the college football playoff committee when the time comes that Ohio State clearly intended to play a super strong schedule. So even if Notre Dame and Texas aren't both very good at that time, it can only help Ohio State if intent is considered. Me personally, though, Despite that stance, I actually don't think intent should be considered because I think at the end of the day, the overriding factor for the college football playoff should not be intent. It should not be what you meant to do with your schedule. It should be, are you one of the four best teams in college football? That is, to me, the most important thing. I know some people look at this, and we had this argument back in, uh, you know, back in December when we were having the discussions of whether it should be Alabama or Ohio State for the fourth spot. My stance was I thought Ohio State uh, had done more. Now, to be fair, Alabama may have been, and they certainly earned the national title. So Alabama could have been the better team. The problem is they didn't prove it, and. You can throw intent into that mix all you want, but the fact is they did not play, they did not beat teams to prove that they were one of the four best. And for me, that's what it comes down to. I think the college football playoff is getting away from the ultimate objective of trying to find the four best teams in college football if, in fact... Uh, they start throwing in things like, well, what was your intent behind scheduling? Because if you look at this, it's really silly to gauge intent anyhow, because these schedules are being made eight to 10 years in advance. Why should we really care what some athletic director back in 2010 tried to do with the schedule in 2018 when deciding the four teams that should be in the college football playoff? It just does not make sense to me. This is one of the many reasons, especially if we're going to start bringing in side uh, side aspects 
to intent, like of intent and other things that don't matter when it comes to critiquing college football teams. We should have eight teams playing it off for the college football national championship. I don't like this, but Ohio State, though, that is why I think it is important for teams to step up. Ohio State, if you think about it, has been at the forefront of scheduling quality out-of-conference games. You think back 2006 and seven, they played Texas. They played USC in eight and nine. Uh, they played Washington a couple times. They played Virginia Tech. They played Miami back in the 2000s. Uh, they've got games scheduled. They had Oklahoma most recently. They've got games scheduled. Tennessee, Notre Dame, Texas, Washington again, Boston College. Ohio State has not been afraid to schedule. They've got TCU and Dallas, and I'm going to talk about that in a second because uh, there is a note on that game. The bottom line is the Buckeyes, for 10 years now, have been leading college football when it comes to aggressive scheduling. I think if college football wants to reach its potential, and believe me, it took a great step forward a few years ago with the advent of the college football playoff, even if it is a four-team model right now, and it could be improved with an eight-team model, it took a great step forward. And just go through and look at the number of power conference teams playing one another in the first four weeks of the season. Compare now, this season, look at the schedule and, and count how many teams are playing one another in the first four weeks of September, and then go back 10 years and count the number back then. You'll see the numbers have, the last couple of years, they basically doubled. It has really done wonders for college football. I applaud the fact that the college football playoff has given more leeway for programs to go out and schedule a little tougher without fear of losing a game early. When in the past, if you lost a game in your non-conference schedule, you were probably done. Unless you ran the table, you were almost assuredly not making to the BCS national title game. Now there's a little bit of a buffer zone, but I would like to see that expanded just a little bit more because a team like Ohio State scheduling tough it bit them in the butts, and they were not able to make the college football playoff, even though they won and they played and beat three top 10 type teams. Alabama only had a couple, but that was not good enough for Ohio State despite winning their conference. Alabama still got in. I want to see that leeway shaken a little bit further and expand to eight teams. I think that is the perfect number. It'll cover all these scenarios, and we truly We'll see great non-conference matchups, more than one for each team, I think. If, if we go to that AT model, I think Ohio State would have room to play a Notre Dame and a Texas in the same season. So Texas and Ohio State will still be playing, but those will be moved back three years uh, from 2022 to 2025. And so Ohio State will play Texas and Columbus and then return the favor in Austin. Should be some exciting games, hopefully. Uh, these two teams will continue to uh, really challenge the rest of their elite cohorts in college football to schedule aggressively and make this college football a better product going forward. Now, I mentioned TCU just a moment ago. Uh, some news on this TCU-Ohio State game. It has been announced by ESPN Disney that that game will be an 8 p.m. kickoff on September the 15th in Dallas, Texas, AT&T Stadium. Actually, that's Arlington, Texas, to be specific, but in the Dallas metro area. So uh, this Ohio State-TCU game should be a, a great matchup on paper. Ohio State should be a top-five team. TCU going in, you would think, would be probably a top-ten, at worst-case scenario, a top-15 matchup. 
So the Buckeyes and Horn Frogs will be a primetime kickoff, ABC nationally televised. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, I've had some discussions with my dad and his friend uh, about possibly going down for this game. Still kicking the tires on that. I'll probably decide what the ultimate cost is going to be, but that would be a lot of fun as a college football fan. I've heard nothing but great things about uh, AT&T Stadium. In fact, I was sitting next to somebody at uh, the Blue Jackets playoff game uh, back against the Capitals in Game 4, and uh, the person next to me was talking about some of the places he had been, and he had actually been to AT&T Stadium, and he was just describing some of the amenities and uh, just how huge that place is, and it is uh, one of many places on my bucket list that I would like to see to go see a sporting event. Uh, hopefully, this September the 15th against TCU, maybe I will get to make that happen, but if not, uh, it will be for another day. So, moving on, a couple quick notes here before we wrap up the show up in the Buckeye News Du Jour segment. Uh, one recruiting note, uh, Connor Bazelak, the number 20 pro-style quarterback in 2019 by the 24-7 Sports Composite, a 6'4", 200-pound quarterback from Kettering Alter High School here in the state of Ohio. He has offers from Georgia, Iowa, Pittsburgh, Kentucky, and NC State, among others. He actually claims over a couple dozen offers. Uh, Ryan Donnelly of Land of Ten reporting that Ohio State will watch him work out outdoors here in the coming weeks. They have seen him throw once indoors, and they say once they get a chance to evaluate him throwing outside, they hope to be able to decide whether a scholarship is offer is coming. You would think with the momentum on this that uh, you know Georgia, Iowa, some of these other schools throwing offers out there, Ohio State is taking a closer look and, and may or may not offer him. Ryan Donnelly writing actually on Land of Ten, he thinks they will offer. Uh, of course, Ohio State has gone through a number of quarterback options here lately, expanding their net a little bit, expanding their search. Uh, we, we know Dwan Mathis has been on, on campus. We know Graham Mertz has been on campus. They continue their pursuit of uh, Grant Gannell who will probably decide here in the next month or so where he's going to go. So Ohio State still looking for a quarterback. They are in pursuit of Connor Bazelak. May or may not have an offer coming from the Buckeyes in the near future. Uh, Ohio State basketball uh, has announced, actually the University of Kentucky has announced that they will be playing Ohio State in the 2019 CBS Sports Classic. Of course, that is not a surprise. We already knew this was going to be happening as when they re-upped Kentucky, North Carolina, UCLA, and Ohio State re-upped a three-year deal in the CBS Sports Classic on a rotating basis. We knew Ohio State playing UCLA this year. That left uh, Kentucky for next year. So this is not a surprise, but it is officially announced. It will be, I believe, December 18th, the date. Uh, That'll be a Saturday. So Buckeyes will have another good schedule coming up in 2019 as they will play Cincinnati at home. They'll have the University of Kentucky on a neutral floor. And then you figure they'll likely have a home game in the Gavit Games, maybe even against Xavier. Uh, that's the B- Big East Big Ten Challenge, basically. It's called the Gavit Games, but it is the Big East Big Ten Challenge. And, of course, they'll likely have a game in the Big Ten ACC Challenge as well. So Ohio State basketball, some scheduling news there for you uh, on top of the football scheduling news. Uh, that is going to wrap things up for today. I appreciate you giving me a listen. Once again, thank you for bearing with us, not having a show on Thursday. We will be back on Monday. Of course, next week, we should talk to Ryan Ginn, Ryan Donnelly for some football recruiting information and hopefully another national guest if we can get that arranged. But we'll talk some Buckeye football coming up next week one way or the other. Uh, thanks for giving me a listen. Be sure to catch me on Twitter. Engage me with whatever questions or comments you have at KYLAM, the number 8. 
Catch the show Monday through Friday starting at 10 a.m. on landof10.com, on the archives, Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hope everybody has a great, great weekend. Hopefully the rain stays away. Rock on the range in Columbus, Ohio this weekend. That'll be a fun time if you're a big rock fan. Uh, If not, enjoy your weekend either way, and we'll be back at you on Monday. Thanks, everybody. Go Bucks.